0: Hey everyone, I'm Gilly.
1: And I'm Alosier.
0: And welcome to
1: A Cast of Thousands.
0: We're the podcast about podcasts.
1: Very meta. So, yeah, it's been more than a couple it's of weeks. It's been several minutes. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, several, several minutes and a uh, few seconds thrown in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but here we are in late February, and yes. we're trying to get our stuff together.
1: Indeed. So. And,
0: um, you know, yeah. lots happening in our lives. So we're trying to, you know, get things done so that we can give you more.
1: More regular periodic episodes. So I think uh, we're working to get things to you roughly every couple weeks. So yeah. Uh, yeah. we'll uh, start with this one and see how it goes from here. How That's about right. That? Right. Yeah. Delightful content
0: we <laughs> yeah. want to provide.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <clears throat> so what have you been listening to?
1: Ah, well, <laughs> speaking of delightful content, the past few weeks haven't been so delightful in some ways. So there's been some tough stuff in the news, thinking in particular of the... Uh, Governor's office scandal in Virginia and, you know, one of the things that brought up for me, for, I guess, folks my generation, you know, is that sort of, well, as you know, in the Virginia, in Virginia, the Democratic governor, Northam, was found to have a picture on his yearbook page with uh, one person in blackface, like uh, min- the old minstrel kind of blackface, and another person wearing a KKK robe. So this is now old news, <laughs> but so you post- mostly have heard about it, but what followed suit were painted Media interviews where they're trying, mm. you know, and press conferences where attempts
0: he's to moonwalk, attempts when his, to moonwalk. his wife had During, to, you know, rein him in and
1: let and him know not appropriate, cir- inappropriate, inappropriate oh circumstances. I think guess was what the nothing
0: you've done is appropriate, yeah. and it's just depressing. I don't know. It's yeah. depressing to me because it's like you were a fool. You're still a fool. Mm-hmm. You're either lying or you know, I don't even know what to say. Well, you can cut this part out. Nah, for nah. God's sake. Sorry. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. It's fine. And and frankly, no, I, I'd say that level of frustration is definitely something that, you know, you know, I think so many people are feeling, I'm feeling. And to top it off, like, if, if one weren't enough, then we find out that the Attorney General also is admitting that, oh, well, yeah, I had uh, some blackface pictures in my yearbook <laughs> as well. And this is where the episodes I listened to, there, there are a couple episodes that were on the topic that I think were very interesting and kind of instructive in this time because again, for the sort of post-civil rights generation, you thought, you'd think that, well, these blatant sort of racist kind of behaviors and uh and and depictions of race would be verboten and everybody would know why everybody would be on board for, yeah, this is not a good thing to do or to have, you know, or to support. But I think there in a way it's it's kind of there's a separation from the history of it and the pain that it in and of itself caused and was, you know, when it was a deeply accepted practice, so, and the reason I bring that up is, well, there are a couple of podcasts that were really kind of digging into the history of blackface in mm-hmm. in the United States and in Virginia specifically in the past few weeks, and I think the one that really stood out was there's was a podcast called Backstory. Mm-hmm. It's a history podcast. Um, it has a rot- uh, a roster of like four hosts who are prominent uh, historians and it's actually – it's funded or at least uh, receives major funding from uh, Virginia Humanities. So it's um, – mm-hmm. you know, and and most of the hosts have – or either, uh, you know, have had faculty positions within either universities in Virginia or elsewhere, you know, John Hopkins I think another is a Princeton professor of American history. So, folks who are – you know have intimate knowledge of of the historical underpinnings of you know and can shed, you know use that knowledge to shed light on current events mm-hmm. uh, and recent events which thankfully they did in their February 8th episode and so they talked about yeah you know, the episode was called the faces of racism a history of blackface and minstrelsy in american culture and it was interesting, uh, the, uh, Nathan Connolly, who is a professor at Johns Hopkins, interviewed Professor, uh, Ray Lynn Barnes of Princeton. Uh, she's a Princeton American, I think, associate professor of American history there. And they did a deep dive on sort of the history of black minstrelsy in Virginia and specifically, how it was actually tied to civic organizations and yeah, fundraising. I, yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: I heard about that. Yeah. How how people would do minstrel shows to mm-hmm. raise money for like
1: political, political campaigns, campaigns and, or
0: like yeah. charity.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well one of the things too that they pointed out was sort of during Reconstruction, post Civil War Reconstruction, when the enslaved population had left and you know, sure. slavery was yep. no longer UVA which had been running under slave labor now had to find a way to operate without slaves. So a black faced minstrel show was used to help raise funds so the university could continue operating without the people who had formerly been the black faces that had formerly been enslaved under them. So
0: it's like a layer cake of a,
1: a shitstorm of irony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh gosh! So it, 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 it's it's. I, I think the subject itself is is sort of mind boggling to, to consider that we're even talking about it now. Right. Right. But I think it also speaks to how little that past and that sort of that heritage has been examined. So, you know, an episode like you know, what Backstory did or also, you know, Code Switch had mm-hmm. a really good episode. I think there it was their February 13th episode from Blackface to Blackfishing and then Vox's uh, Today Explained, you know, they also had a really good episode same day, February 13th. It was called Race Runs Through It, both kind of dealing with this issue. And and so, yeah, I, sometimes, again, the, the thing I like about podcasts at times is that it kind of I'm sitting here like shaking with frustration and and and, yeah. and then and then I can you know knowing um, emotionally how it affects me as well as having you know a certain you know, a certain knowledge of the history of the practice and 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 kind of how it's descended through and permeated in our culture but to then see and to hear a historian actually kind of break down you know how this you know really entered our culture and entered American culture and kind of persisted to the point that we have to talk about it at the level of a state governor's sure. office. Yeah. yeah, that you know meant that yeah, that was at least helpful and kind of helping with the high blood pressure for <laughs> me this Yeah, week. yeah no, yeah, I get it. Yeah.
0: it's like high blood pressure and depressed mood at yeah. the same time. <laughs> oh, okay. It's kind of just how. Yeah, how yeah. it goes the, and if you're paying th- attention at all. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: one-two punch of American society <laughs> and stress. <laughs> in, the, in this uh, current age yeah, or maybe forever. It's, yeah, uh-huh.
0: it's, Let's shift
1: to another topic. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, it is the Academy Awards. Yes. That is a topic that is dear to me. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Actually – Tomorrow at night as of this recording. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't really care so much about them when it comes down to it. Like the actual night of the Oscars, I'm like, I'm just here for the snacks.
1: Yep. (laughs) And...
0: But I do love the buildup. Like mm. I like to try to see all the movies that are nominated. Mm. This year I did not and I'm not going to <laughs> – I'm not going to mention names but
1: mm. a couple yeah. of them
0: look boring yeah. and annoying. And I saw. <laughs> I feel like you see the preview and you're like, yeah, I'm all set. I saw
1: the whole thing. <laughs> Pretty but <much>. yeah, <laughs> but yeah. the
0: ones yeah. I did see were just like such gems. Well, you mm-hmm. know, like the favorite yeah. we got out and I was like – can we just go back in and yeah. sit back down and watch it again? I know. <laughs> so good, I love
1: it. Oh, so I wish, yeah. you know,
0: the favorite's my favorite. Yeah. By the time this is published, we'll know who won mm-hmm. and if you know if we're bummed or we're happy yeah. or.
1: But and you know me, geeky me, I went to see. Uh, Black Panther and into the Spider Verse several times after <laughs> seeing it the first time. So
0: I did Black Panther twice and yeah. I went uh went to Spider Verse just once, but mm-hmm. both like incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean I think <laughs> Black Panther too should be a contender for best picture, like it, yeah. you know everything—special effects, yeah. performances, yeah. like
1: mm-hmm.
0: storyline. Just yeah.
1: s- well, thankfully, yeah, Thankfully, they did not. I <laughs> they, know, yeah, no. I is, mean, yeah. I don't feel like people yeah. are saying
0: it's a favorite.
1: Yeah, yeah. But right, right, right. but for me, yeah. the
0: favorite is a favorite. The but, yeah. Black Panthers <laughs> up there. But yeah. enough about what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to other people talk about what they thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the podcasts I listened to was the February twenty second episode of Pop Culture Happy Hour. Mm-hmm. I've definitely mentioned them before. Yeah,
1: oh, they're awesome. So Thank
0: great. You. <laughs> You're
1: yeah, me on to them too. Yay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So it's Linda Holmes, Glenn Weldon, Stephen Thompson, and they had Bob Mondello on, um, who writes. Oh, yeah, yeah. NPR movies. And they had their predictions um who they wished would win versus <laughs> who they think will win. Um and you know, I find their podcasts really soothing because even when they hate something, mm-hmm. they're not mean about it. Right. I mean they'll right. dissect it a bit and say, This is wrong with it, that's mm-hmm. not wrong with it, this drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. But they're just not jerks. Well, yeah. Like they're they're critics and mm-hmm. they have opinions and they're funny. Yeah. But they're not
1: like, well, rude. <laughs> yeah, that's what I that's what I like about it. About their the, their podcast in particular is that, you know, hearing critics having a conversation with other critics about, you know, yeah. uh, about their their area of expertise, their subject of expertise. I mean, it it's really interesting to sort of hear how they're processing, sure. you know, both the product, the, the films themselves, but also how the films sort of interact with the zeitgeist and how, you know, sort of what they mean in this cultural moment sure. kind of thing. Yeah. I feel the same way about PopCast a lot because yes, I think PopCast, I they also, you know, it's like really like being a fly on the wall when critics are, you know, if critics who have been in it for years have, are, are having a conversation about the importance of these particular cultural documents. Kind
0: right. Of. And they yeah. know their stuff. It's not one of those podcasts where I'm sitting there like, oh, my god. How can you not know this? And then I'm like, just calm down. And like I'm so they they they're putting something out, and yeah, yeah. and like so they don't know when that Whitney Houston exactly what year and right. month that Whitney Houston song yeah. was released. For your information, yeah. it was June 1999. Like sometimes I just I feel that saying, way, and then I'm
1: like, calm down. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I didn't say what song, so I. Right. Yeah. Um, gotcha. They they had a great episode too about the masked singer. Do you know about
1: uh, that well, show? I, you know, i yeah I've heard about. It. Yeah, I have not I've watched not watched it, at it. All. Yeah. and I'm
0: not going to watch yeah. it. But listening to other people talk about it has yeah. been really entertaining. That. and,
1: yeah, and totally. because I don't
0: care about it so much, yeah. I don't mind the spoilers. I don't exactly. mind the, the audio descriptions of con- what's happening on the stage.
1: <laughs> That's why the NFL doesn't allow rebroadcasts because <laughs> it's like you know I would be just as happy just you know wh- you know hearing. Per- I'm, I, I prefer getting the scoop on sports when I'm at the barbershop and people are telling me about sure, the game last sure, night sure, as sure. opposed to watching the game on TV I mean if I can be at the park or the ball game great Yeah, but yeah. you know if I can hear other people talking about it and like arguing about that that's that's better to me than the-
0: yeah and pop culture <laughs> is my sports exactly Like when it, people yes. talk about like oh you're not into sports I'm like I am into sports yeah. it's called the Oscars I mean that's um,
1: combat sport right there <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's UFC great
0: so so I I really feel like I I can't with the Masked Singer, mm-hmm. but I I also said it couldn't with Firefest documentaries. Mask. I was like, nope, wa- not watching well, those. Right, right. And then totally did. You did. Talked about them on an episode that we yeah, did oh, together, right, right, right yeah, um, That yeah. hasn't been released yet. Mm-hmm. So loved the pop culture happy hour take on the Oscars and also on the Masked Singer. And the Dirt Cast, the podcast Dirt Cast, mm-hmm. also had an episode about the Masked Singer on February thirteenth, and I just laughed through the whole. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, okay. So, um, I'll have to check that one out. I'll
0: yeah. Check that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so
1: yeah. I can oh, nice. keep going
0: with the well, Oscars, well, but.
1: I, well, I have one to add to that. Go for it. I, I, you know, definitely heard a lot of Oscars talk in different podcasts and on, you know, various podcasts, you know, just specifically focused on movies and the Oscars and so my pick for sort of a pre-Oscar listen or non-Oscar Oscars related listen was the uh the Crack podcast uh had their February 18th episode was entitled Seven Incredible Biopics Hollywood Should Have Made By Now. Oh, and tell
0: me everything. <laughs> I, actually, I'll listen to it. But yeah, just, like,
1: yeah, definitely listen to it. It, w- it was great. So the Crack Podcast is uh, crack.com. Alex Schmidt is the host. And this time he had uh, Dave Schilling and Andrew T. from Yo, This is Racism. Yeah, is racist, Andrew huh? T. so great. He's hilarious. And so they – the three of them basically rotated pitching their ideas for, you know, individual subjects for for biopics that are well past uh, due to have been made. By sure. now. So
0: And some of those I bet someone has, you know, the rights,
1: mm-hmm. right, to, well,
0: to that story and that, they're sitting on it or for whatever reason. Totally.
1: That, well, that's it, an interesting thing too. They brought up like, you know, in addition to, you know, there's just biopics in general, there's sort of – There are certain tropes behind them, there Mm -hmm. are patterns that you see. There are ways that the Oscars deal with them or that they become Oscar bait. And yep. Like for writers, they're encouraged to say, "Hey, well, if you want an award, you know, the biopic is a you know good right, safe route right, to go." Right. Right.
0: And they have to kind of adapt the person's life to the hero's journey, to, right? Yep. So they have like the map of the hero's journey on mm-hmm. the wall, and they're like, "Okay, this is this is the, like the quest, and then right. this is the peak, and then this is the fall, and the, you know." So
1: so yeah, and so many of them end up having like the exact same beats, and it, it's really kind of frustrating, especially right. music. I saw this YouTube video, I, I, I can't remember the Patrick something or other I'll have to I'll post it to the show notes but he makes sort of humorous videos commenting on film and so his most recent episode was about music biopics and all the tropes (laughs) that you find in music biopics and he did his video kind of following the the art oh, of nice. a music biopic. That's funny. That's great. <laughs> Including, like, the, the the inevitable, like, drug use and fall, <laughs> you know, part of it. It was hilarious. I mean, it's really <laughs> just really goofy, and he did it with his friends, and there were a bunch oh, of Oh, that groups. sounds like fun. But it was hilarious, and it made, the you know, like, really strong points about how biopics kind of have this cycle. And, you know, since Walk Hard came mm-hmm. out, which was the – Perfect send-up and, yeah. like, deconstruction of, you know, music biopics.
0: Who made, who made um, Walk Hard? Uh,
1: it was Walk Hard, the, the Dewey Cox story. story. That was I know. Was that Adam McKay? Uh,
0: I'm not sure. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, it, but, you know, it was uh, John C. Riley starring in it and stuff. So but, yeah, great. Hilarious. Yeah. But the, the beauty of that, you know, the beauty of it was that it really kind of took down all the tropes that bio, music biopics use. In a way that it can say, hey, just do the music biopics. That's fine. But just make sure you watch Walk Hard first. <laughs> and right, right. So note, you're not, note the
0: tropes and like note, don't fall those, into the – Don't do yeah, yeah. that.
1: Don't make it that again. And but do
0: people like that? I mean, right? It, I, the, that's the question.
1: The, I think that's part of the issue. It's or like, problem. It's, the, yeah, that's, that's part of the problem really it's like – those movies keep making money. Right. And they put people in a comfortable place in part because you're seeing the people behind the music and you get to hear the music that you – behind the music that you like and you also get to hear the music that you like. So sure. it's, it, it can be very sort of com- – I mean in the way that, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody was really popular and such and Remy Malek did an incredible job I think as, you know – and personifying Acting Freddie around Burt, those teeth, yeah, Acting <laughs> around the choppers, <laughs> those chompers. Um, I mean, he,
0: yeah, he but was great.
1: He was, he was I liked him. He was great. But again, the it, it felt. I think the story overall fell victim to all the yep. problems that exist, including having to consult with the people who are either you know part of the estate of the uh, person if they're deceased, or you know the people around who have rights to the story who have right, to themselves right. be satisfied. And I, th-
0: I think we talked about this a mm-hmm. bit, but Queen wanted to make sure that Bohemian Rhapsody was a story about Queen, Queen and not, not just, just about Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Right, but guess right. what?
1: <laughs> exactly. Freddie
0: Mercury rules. Yeah. And, you know, People
1: want to see his life and all the extravagance and the rock and roll. I mean, I it's a rock and roll movie that was like, That's just barely touching on the you know sex drug and rock and roll lifestyle that you know. Yeah. That not you know my feelings. I was
0: like, it's not the mid nineties. Exactly. Give me some gay sex. Like, (laughs) give me some leather gay sex. I don't know. I this is so unrealistic to me. And also the way they
1: twisted the timeline. The the motorcycle. You know the Tom. Oh, Tom
0: of Finland. Tom of
1: Finland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It should just be like a pastiche of Tom of Finland.
0: It's a diorama. <laughs> um, just to touch base on the, the Dewey Cox story, it mm. was uh, directed by Jake Kasdan and co-produced by Judd Apatow. Okay. So I knew there was like an Apatow <laughs> connection in there, but
1: I wasn't Thank sure. Thank you,
0: yeah. <laughs> Googillion.
1: Googillion. <Yeah>, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, the, t- the, the Late Night with Seth Myers did a bit recently. Kind of getting back to the sort of biopic tropes, but all, but sort of historical movie tropes. Uh, they they did like a uh you know fake trailer. It was called White Savior. <laughs> so it was the White Savior the film. Oh my so gosh. it was basically a send up of again, there are problems with the Green Book. We discussed them before. <laughs> yeah. And all the other films, you know, even Hidden Figures had some of the white savior sort of uh, tropes in it and a bunch of other. Yeah. I mean, name a historical film that shows racism in, in Mississippi burning whatever and it's basically here's racism through the lens of white people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who were fighting racism at the time. It's because like,
0: white people are the ones getting to make the decisions, mm, right, behind mm, the move. Like mm, I had a question for you. Sure. So who – What's a biopic that hasn't been made yet that you'd like to see? Putting you on the spot.
1: Ooh. Um, you know, it's a tough one. I got two, I guess. And they're both writers whose work have not yet been successfully adapted to screen, if mm-hmm. it's even been attempted yet. Sure. But one would be, well, one would be Octavia Butler. I would yes. like to see the story of her life. Yeah. And I want to see watch that. her stories Good. brought to screen, you mm-hmm. know, animation or live action. Just do whatever. Somebody <laughs> make it happen. Or, damn it, I will. <laughs> 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 then, uh, And then the other, Ursula Le Guin.
0: I was just going to say, yeah. Ursula, Qu- yeah. yep. Ursula
1: K. Le Guin. Ursula K. Le Guin. I mean, again, both of them were you know, just pioneers in science fiction writing, period, let alone – for being trailblazers as women in the field, you know, really having to, you know, you know fight for recognition. And I I feel so lucky that I, stum- I stumbled across Octavia Butler's work when I did yeah, and that, you know, I had teachers who actually assigned, you know, when I was in, you know, junior high school and high school that I actually had teachers who assigned me, you know, stories by Ursula Le Guin because, you know, it again – it's for so long it had been a space that it was you know, dominated by you know men and and, yeah. and that uh, and just uh yeah they 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 themselves are you know credible people incredible voices mm-hmm. so yeah uh, who would you pick?
0: Oof, it's funny when you said uh, um, Ursula K. Le Guin, I thought about because I didn't have anyone in mind. I just wanted to see what you thought of. But then uh, <laughs> Madeline L'Engle, who oh, wrote yeah, *A Wrinkle yeah, yeah, in Time*. Yeah, yeah. And, Oh god. She, she wrote I'm
1: She wrote
0: of She uh, uh, I don't know. She ha- the thing I love about her is that she has two kinds of books. So there's Chronos and then there's mm-hmm. another word that's like begins with the C. This is really helpful. Mm-hmm. But she has she has books that take place in in this universe where time is linear. Mm-hmm. And then she has books that take place where time is not linear. Mm-hmm. And then she has crossover books. Huh. And it's really interesting and I've read most of her books oh, wow. because okay, yeah. my sister and I were both really into them. Nice. So there's books that are about like a young woman experiencing a divorce and mm. like just after World War, her parents getting a divorce just after World War II. Yeah, and yeah. then there's like these books about time travel and communicating with dolphins. Oh. And and I don't really wow. know much about her. There's definitely a thread of Christianity that runs mm-hmm. through her stories. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know if she's still alive. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm ca- asking for a. Bi- Do you have to be dead to get a biopic made about you? Well, no, know, yeah. right? But I would love to know more. Um, yeah, and I, I. I wasn't completely thrilled with the Wrinkle in Time movie that came out yeah, this year. Yeah, I don't
1: think <laughs> so. <laughs> a lot of folks just, were in line for that. Yeah. yeah her work's uh,
0: just incredible and yeah. it meant a lot to me. It means a lot to me.
1: <laughs> Google Ozier says that Madeline El passed away in 2007. 2007. Yeah. Yes. Rest so, in peace, man. Yeah.
0: We're ready for that biopic. <laughs> yeah. We're
1: nerds. Yeah,
0: we like we writers. Are, we are. We are nerds. We like writers. We want
1: to see people sitting on a typewriter for two hours.
0: <laughs> I also would love to see a biopic about Dusty Springfield, Ooh, Dusty Springfield yeah. if there's not one oh, yet. Who right on, lived in a right closet. Um, I mean, not yeah. actually in a closet. She was closeted. <laughs> under the <under,
1: under laughs> stairs. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. and yeah. wrote her own music and mm-hmm. her own lyrics and had to mm-hmm. scrap for... You know, had to hustle and Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan. So that would be interesting. They're kind of just people I don't know that much about. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to see a biopic if I know everything about the person.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Unless I'm like really into them. And then in that case, sure, bring it on.
1: Great current biopic currently out right now. Well, actually, it's not a biopic. It's a documentary. But Netflix, The Two Deaths of Sam Cooke.
0: Ooh, I'll watch
1: that. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's,
0: I'll watch I mean, that for to sure. hear his
1: music again. I mean, Sam Cooke was a remarkable singer, just bar none, incredible. But also, like, what he was trying to do with the music business, and then the you know, you love the you love the murder mysteries. I so do. The sus, you know, sort of the suspicions around how right. and why he died. Yeah. The way Ooh. he did. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good watch. You'll dig it.
0: It's like 74 degrees in here and I got a yeah.
1: chill. <laughs> so there you go. Good. Um. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: So are we watching the Oscars tomorrow?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When do you uh, I, I I think uh you know, it's funny because without you guys like I had gone off award shows I think in the 80s, you know, <laughs> after seeing Prince. when I was two. I mean <laughs> You know, growing up a Prince fan and seeing him snubbed by the Grammys so many years in a row, it's like, there's only so much I can take before I just cut you all off entirely. Sure, I get that. So, like, the Grammys written off, the Oscars, man, whatever, you know, seeing Denzel getting snubbed left, right, and center. It's like, no, uh uh-uh, you're done. But, again, as you said, the snacks. I yes, mean, and and the the corny, the 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 jokes about.
0: <laughs> Are you ready?
1: Oh, oh Do you yeah. Hear, we got hear some Oscar puns. Oscar menu.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> so, um, I I got some help from a few people on this, but. And these movies are not all nominated for Best Picture, but they have been nominated in some category, well, very, very and well, I enjoyed them. They qualify. So then. good. First, we have if Beale Street could taco, or maybe oh, if Beale Street could
1: guac. I like <laughs> if Beale Street could guac. Yeah. Okay,
0: so guacamole. No. A star is corn. No, disres- <laughs>
1: no disrespect, James Baldwin. <laughs> Hopefully, but no. we know you. Lo- no, everybody no, no. loves. Everybody There's... loves guacamole. This is
0: done taco. in honor. This of... is
1: honor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right so
0: a star is corn, which is also kind of perfect. <laughs> That movie was corny as fuck, corny. and it yes. will be popcorn. Yes. I, you
1: know. um, popcorn.
0: We have Bohamian uh, Rhapsody. <laughs> that will be prosciutto. It will not be ham. Ham is disgusting, but prosciutto
1: is acceptable. What? No hot ham water no to dip in?
0: hot <laughs> ham water.
1: That's an
0: Arrested <laughs> Development joke. <laughs> Can you ever forgive cheese? Mm. Uh, Melissa McCarthy was incredible yeah, in that movie. Richard I, Grant, I
1: incredible that. in that knew, movie. That's, that's one I have to actually, actually that and if Beale Street could. I Those didn't are realize I you have
0: didn't have go, to. go to see. Can you ever forgive me? Yeah, I yeah. guess it was. Yeah, okay, it, it yep, was, yeah. It was, it was in Avon, for a while,
1: and I should have a
0: local theater here yeah, in Providence. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, oh. So he spiked, <laughs> spiked lemonade. So yes. Spike Lee, <laughs> um, in honor of Black Klansmen. Right Roma margaritas, another mm-hmm. beverage in honor of Roma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy, crazy rich raisins. Those will be oatmeal raisin cookies. Oh gosh!
1: <laughs> <The> f- <laughs> Does that honor the movie? I, I was a little
0: <laughs> bit like, let me pause on this one.
1: Um, <laughs> raisins, but I love that is raisin cookies are fantastic. Like I, I'm not as big like, a fan <laughs> of <laughs> raisins, but oh, I
0: love raisins. raisin
1: cookies. Good raisin oatmeal cookies. All right, I. That. I
0: want that on my gravestone. She loved raisins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> People will be walking through, like, "What kind of weirdo
0: is that?" <laughs> that you know, cooked there. raisins for me not as good. If oh, you God. overcook a raisin yeah. cookie, fuck you. Yeah, you gotta no. make it a little underbaked, I think. I mean, and then, chewy and buttery.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen some very tragic raisin mishaps. Oh yeah, where raisins were put in cooked foods that. Had no, they had no business being in, and I've just I'm like, <laughs> why did you ruin a perfectly good dish? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's also like raisins. Dresin, <laughs> 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 raisins are dried fruit. Right, you don't need to dry, out dried fruit. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Let's make burn some raisin cookies. I I love my mother, yeah. and I she's lovely, mm. and. You know, I thank her so much for every cookie she baked for us.
1: Mm-hmm. Just saying
0: that. That's. Okay. I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: just leave it. At finish that. No. the menu. <laughs>
0: no. Um. So the favorites crackers. Yeah. Oh favorite yeah. <laughs> Ritz crackers. R-I-T-Z. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. a huge Ritz cracker fan, though. I was as a child. Oh. Um. Not plugging the Ritz cracker here, but
1: I will good plug Ritz pun. crackers. I still. I, you know, I, I, I'm gonna I,
0: eat them if they're there. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I haven't been. Yeah, I don't buy them like. I But yeah. The, the fond memories.
0: <laughs> Do you want to read this one? Oh. For Black Panther.
1: <laughs> to chala bread or to, challah bread. <laughs> to
0: challah bread. I don't know if that's going to actually happen because I don't even know where, where to, to buy challah, challah around from. here. I don't uh, – yeah.
1: Hollah if you know where to get some challah, challah from. Um, <laughs>
0: so we're going to have some ice vice cream sundaes, maybe yeah. just mini ones. Yeah. Um, and then these two are my f- ultimate favorite Oscar menu. Puns.
1: Oh gosh. So we Lay have
0: Slider Man <laughs> oh, <laughs> into the Burgerverse. Burger.
1: Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mini burgers. Right. And then right. we have Green Bean Casserole Book starring <laughs> Vigo Mortens Fried Onion.
1: Oh gosh.
0: <laughs> I don't think that really It'll... worked verbally, but it's <laughs> really funny. I think well. it's really funny. I had to, sh- I showed my list to this guy. <laughs> After spin class yesterday, because he was like, ah, dad jokes, puns. And I was like, I got puns for you. And he was like, I haven't seen those any of those movies. And I was like, uh. first of all, I'm revoking your gay card. And second of all, good night.
1: Oh, God. You can't
0: try to force your funny jokes on nah, people. Yeah, but,
1: yeah, as soon as you start explaining them. Then.
0: But you love a pun. You love yeah, a pun and I that's love, why we're yeah, friends.
1: There we go. There the, there only we go. <laughs> the only reason. The only puns.
0: People are like, go in the room, the soundproof room, Talk make a podcast <laughs> and get those puns out yeah. so we don't have to hear them.
1: Exactly. Exactly. We've been exiled until. <laughs> Except
0: for all the people listening right now. Yeah, yeah. You all had to hear that. <laughs>
1: Okay. Aha! <laughs> Our plan is complete. <laughs> you know.
0: So that's about all. I have a couple more things, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know. Oh, what else do you have?
1: Well, I feel um, like just
0: shitty chatted.
1: I guess I, I, you know, as far as noteworthy episodes, I only have one. I have an honorable mention. I'll just, yeah, I talk about this podcast every week, practically, but. I'll just say that uh, this past week, uh, the nineteenth through the twenty-first, uh, behind the bastards uh, with you Robert Evans. I love them. Yeah, I, I sweat them, <laughs> but they they do good stuff. I get it. I get it. Yeah, and this week they did a series about the history and and the present of the anti-vaxxer movement. Oh, yeah. that
0: sounds great. It
1: is fantastic, and. Like many sort of modern reincarnations of past uh, uh sort of fallible thinking, there's often a lot of money tied to, tied to it. So they talk about how, you know, people have uh let's say, you know, tried to uh, rope the patent office into in filling their pockets while getting people infected with measles and having them dying in in ways that people shouldn't be dying in the 21st century. So.
0: Elosier is in the pocket of Big Pharma.
1: Yep. <laughs> Firmly. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I got uh, Jonas Salk uh, tattooed on my shoulder right hmm Yeah.
0: You know, you could probably just buy something on that Gwyneth Paltrow website. Oh, yeah. And just like, I don't know, mm-hmm. rub it on your forehead and yeah. you're all set. No yeah. more diseases for you.
1: Yeah, probably should have like hospital floor tiles there that you can lick. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, you know,
0: for, for your immune therapeutic system. Therapeutic
1: exposure, That's yeah. right. Yeah, the That's natural right. way, you yeah, know, there's like f- nature intended. Yeah, there's
0: a measles outbreak happening in Oregon right yep. now. And my friends that are there and have to send their kids to school, it's just
1: fucking like, ridiculous. Yeah, again, like herd immunity. You yeah, know, yeah. this is this – is, uh, there are certain things that are needed and people forget that, yeah, polio-caused death. Measles caused death and, and, uh, so many other preventable diseases that, you know, we, you know, tetanus, diphtheria, so forth. Those things cause major, you know, th- those things were responsible for, you know, h- hundreds of thousands of deaths that are preventable now, but, you know, yet people are saying we want to go
0: Oh, I'd like to request a Marie Curie biopic.
1: Mm, I bet mm-hmm, it would be mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Ac- and I,
0: could, I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, I think. If you like Petri dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and radium in your pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, actually, I, f- I feel like that. I'll have to look. I, I feel like there was a Marie Curie film.
0: There probably was. There
1: might. Oh. Uh, No,
0: no (laughs) problem. Not to rain on your parade.
1: Actually, it won't be raining on your parade if I find it and then send it to you and then you can watch it. Unless it sucks. Unless it sucks, yeah.
0: (laughs) I have a low tolerance though. Lately, I'm like, goodbye after. I'm like, nope, okay. We're three – no, not three minutes in. We're 20 minutes in. It doesn't have my attention. There's so much good shit out there.
1: That's – yeah.
0: Past, present.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I hear you. I've not watched a lot of things based on – I don't know if I want to invest the 20 minutes to (laughs) even figure it out.
0: Time is time.
1: Snappy, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, time is TV. Of which, time moving, yeah. Yep, yep. So, how about uh, we talk about uh, actually any new to you or or good podcasts, a new fun podcast um, that you?
0: Well, no, not uh, really. I've I've been sort of slacking in that. I've just been listening to my favorites a lot. You've so. been
1: slacking in that. You've had work to do uh, all yeah, <laughs> week. Yeah, and you, it's been a little busy, like <laughs> I've been podcasting and listening to back podcasts to
0: grad school. Yeah, a little. Crushing, oh, but, but uh, crushing I will – so I am, yeah. I am smushing it. I don't know about crushing it. <laughs> right, it's well. like a sandwich in my
1: backpack. All right. Yeah, um, a little smush is fine.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would love to plug <laughs>
1: – just... Oh, God. I okay. would
0: love to plug uh, my fave, one of my faves that I've mentioned before, which is Who Weekly, mm. Lindsay Weber, Bobby Fisher, on tour right – Fisher – Wait, who's Bobby Fisher?
1: The chess genius? No, yeah. he's not the host. Who? I hope not. That's a, definitely <laughs> a who
0: moment. Yeah. Okay, Who Weekly, uh-huh. Lindsey Weber, uh-huh. Bobby Finger.
1: Ah, yes, um, Finger.
0: They're on tour right now <laughs> oh. in the Midwest, oh. where we're both from. You yeah. and I are both from.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: they had an episode on February 1st, uh, mm. and I called in, and they played my call.
1: Oh, um, yeah, that's right, yeah.
0: Which was... <laughs> About a uh, build a bear <laughs> branded as Jason Mraz, who is a singer, <laughs> a wholesome singer who wears overalls and a fedora. Okay. So he oh, apparently was the hug ambassador mm. for their business. Yeah, it was disturbing. It. <laughs> <laughs> I called them to let them know about this news because he is a who. Mm. If you want to know who a, a who, it, what a who is, you should listen to. Who Weekly.
1: Apparently, I need to listen to that show because I have no idea who Jason so Meraz is. So good, so good. Well, uh, they're
0: the podcast that tells you everything you need to know no. about the celebrities you don't. Yeah, they're coming here in June, mm. so if you want to go to a live show,
1: oh okay, uh, you can join me uh, here, here or Boston. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Nobody <right>. comes here. <laughs> I, thought I was about to say, I was like, whoa,
0: Crime Town <laughs> comes here because yeah, it's, well, because
1: it's about it's here. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. But
0: yeah, but uh, that's that's all I have and um. Mm. A plug, right a plug for Shoplifters, a movie I saw a couple oh, of weeks yeah, ago yeah. that I loved very much, nominated for Best Foreign Film.
1: Yeah, um, fantastic. I'm sorry yeah. I missed it because, you know, that sounded like it was – the trailer was extraordinary and I really want to see it.
0: And they sell cookies at the Avon Movie Theater now. Big, delicious chocolate chip cookies Ooh. that they will warm – do you want it warmed? I'm like, yes, please. She sat it on top of the butter machine
1: <laughs> <laughs> while
0: nice. she – and she's like, you just have to chill for a minute. And I, It's just <laughs> – the Avon is so Movie wholesome. concession So hacks. sweet. I love <laughs> yes. it. Anyway. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, the new to me's um, – well <clears> – <throat> This one's kind of a new to me. It's uh I think I shared uh, an episode of it with you. It's called The Hilarious World of Depression.
0: Yes, you and, did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And oh, yeah, yes. yeah, it's totally hilarious. Yeah, so depression, yes. <laughs> but but uh you know, the beauty of it is it's like uh, the host is uh, John Moe who's um uh, you know, he's he's
0: John you know? Moe?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's hosted like a bunch of NPR shows or public radio shows anyway and and is also a veteran podcaster. And um Loves comedy. Loves comedians, and will and so he usually will have uh, a comedian on to have a frank discussion about depression and you know or, or with other creatives to have conversation about depression, mental health issues and stuff. So you know it's just really insightful, both to you know hear these folks whose work you know you know talking about their own struggles with. You know, dealing with depression or dealing with their own, you know, personal struggles. Sure. What and whilst you know you know that they're also struggling to be creative and to continue right. working right. And, to, and and for that matter, just to continue functioning. Which you know, if, if you've ever <laughs> dealt with depression, you know how hard it can just feel to get out of this bed. Sometimes
0: toothbrush, wees. <laughs> 50 pounds. Yes.
1: I I I can't even see my way to adding toothpaste to it. <laughs> I will just scrub. Actually, scrub. brushing my teeth yeah.
0: has never been an issue for me when I'm depressed. It's mm. just like getting out the door of my house. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, that that you know, that just that, that's that low sort of not you know the world being flavorless at that yeah, point. Yeah, flavorless. Know? Oh, gosh. When like
0: a bagel has enough, like a plain bagel has enough flavor. Uh, like because yeah. you can't too... make decisions about anything right, else.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it takes up so much space. <laughs> so. You know, it's not that.
0: uh, (laughs) We're just this
1: whole really upbeat stuff here. (laughs) Uh, No, but just to say that, you know, I think the the beauty of these the conversations that he has is that you know they're, they're they're a they're funny entertaining people who are talking about you know their lives and you know these issues in an honest way and in a very sensitive understanding and meaningful way so kind of keeping a you know that important work going that important conversation going so I'd, I'd recommend the Reggio Say episode which is actually kind of sad because um, sad in that you know not long after it was recorded Reggio Say was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer and then passed away not long after that. But he, you know, was a tremendous, you know, figure, just uh, an an important figure in the hip hop world. He was a, he was a lawyer and, you know, worked in, you know, for, just knew the history for, of so much of what was going on in the culture and then, on top of that, that, you know, he hosted the Combat Jack podcast, which, uh, was, you know, had a lot of great conversations, just that no other interview show with artists, you know, hip hop artists uh, could even touch yeah, as yeah. far as that yeah. sort of honestly. Um, so he and John Moe had a great conversation. Um, Rachel Bloom had a, you know, had a <laughs> great episode her. on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I think that's, that was the episode that actually. We love
0: her. She's on, comedian, <laughs> well, what, she's on Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Exactly.
1: And that was, the, that was the episode that I think got me to finally say, okay, I'm going to watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend. I'll give it another chance because, you know, initially I thought, yeah, it's probably following all the usual sitcom tropes. No. No. And then find out, oh, no, she knows that of what she speaks. Yeah, <laughs> so, she's incredible. Yeah. You Have know. you
0: listened to um, Terrible? Thanks for asking. No. I've only heard one episode. It's also a podcast kind of about mm-hmm. about depression. Mm-hmm. And uh it's by Nora McNerney And mm. I'm just I think that's Yep.
1: Okay. Nora McNerney. Okay. And
0: just heard part of one episode mm. and was like, Ooh, I can't I gotta listen to this. Yeah. But it was like on the bus and there was too much. Action happening around oh, okay. me, and I was like, so was like "This is one of those podcasts. It's a folding laundry podcast, mm, and that isn't mm, an, that is an honorable
1: oh that's thing that's for high that's high praise because yeah because you you're
0: focusing
1: yeah, yeah yeah I mean you get that you know a podcast like that gets you in the zone yep. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and you can yeah, yeah it's practically like – yeah it's folding. not a
0: bus podcast
1: no exactly exactly <laughs> yeah buscast buscast Ooh, you just buscast
0: need what <laughs> <a> great <laughs> idea I don't
1: know what it would two be two people about. on the bus just free, talking about other idea. people on the bus yeah. Somebody out there be on it <laughs> yeah. um, the other one I was just gonna mention uh is called sample study and uh, I can't remember who it's the sample study I'm sorry mm. hosted by Two Mellow, and somebody uh recommended this to me I can't remember who but shout out to you for recommending it but basically they uh, is Two Mellow's d j and uh he goes into a a song, usually a a sample that's pretty well-known and will give the history behind the sample source like that known hook. We'll let you know what the song is, who the artist is and then kind of give the history of that song particularly but then go into the track that sampled it, take – all the source sample material, so, like, all the sample sources that that track uses, and then walk you through the process of his his process of trying to rebuild that track.
0: Whoa. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. It's
1: really it's cool. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like disassembling something and then trying to put it back together. Exactly. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, and it kind of hits, like, the music theory nerd kind of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> does yeah. Itch. It's also
0: kind of like an assignment. We had to do an art class once. So oh, just, like pick a painting and and recreate it. Oh uh, yeah yeah. Step yeah. by step and, mm. and
1: it's hard. Wow. Yeah that's it was really
0: interesting though. That's that, fun. That's
1: that's wild. I, I yeah. think yeah it's it's really cool. Like I, I've heard people like I've seen people do that. Like just. Just to I'm gonna try to re- reconstruct sure, this sure, DJ yeah. premiere beat or whatever. I've seen people do that in videos, but to have somebody kind of going through the history of the music while along doing that. along with it. Yeah. yeah that's, that was awesome. that's really cool. So the the one episode I listened to, I only it's 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 a new new to me. So I listened to one episode that featured this Brazilian artist, uh Osmar Milito. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, so forgive me if I'm butchering that. And uh, Quarate, uh, Quartete Forma, they uh, have a song, American Latina, which was sampled by Mad Lib for the song Raid off mm-hmm. the Mad Villainy soundtrack. So –
0: all you know, of the words you're saying mean, <laughs> I mean nothing to so,
1: me. So, yeah, I'll just—
0: That's not a negative. It's uh,
1: it's it's, pro- it's one of my favorite songs off of one of my favorite albums ever. So, Mad Villainy, which was MF Doom and Mad Lib, and that song, Raid was just jazzy, crazy, wonderful, kinetic. I'll play it for you. Yeah. You, you'll, yeah. you'll want them to play it and cool. spin. All
0: so, right. Awesome, awesome. But anyway— the-
1: that said, check out sample study and actually recommend it to that Brendan. Sounds great. Unless Brendan was the one who recommended it to me, in which case, thanks. <laughs> but I think he'll dig it. Yeah. Cool.
0: <laughs> so you have some podcast news you wanted to share? Oh yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's not our news. It's just an interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, it's something that uh, you know, struck me as interesting. We actually just mentioned the podcast uh, Crime Town, which is a Gimlet podcast that currently is running on Spotify. And it's running exclusively on Spotify, as opposed to being uh, something you can Which generally subscribe. Me off. to.
0: I've, right. I haven't listened to the whole thing, so I'm right. like, oh, right, it's on Spotify. Yeah. How dumb! Spotify is on my no, dumb me. I mean, right, Spotify right, right. is on my phone. It's not like it takes any more effort to download through eh. Spotify. Well,
1: I, I, but I, it's kind of the walled garden effect, though, because I yes. get that with I get yes. that with Crime Town. Like, yep. I end up like forgetting that it's there, and then I, I go to Spotify to catch up with it. And the same thing with one of my favorites, Quest Love Supreme. Like I love that I love that show, I love that podcast, but it's on Pandora exclusively. So I always forget. And then the good thing is I have like a backlog of episodes to yeah. run back to. Yeah. But on um, the downside is I would prefer that if it were like a part of the regular stream, then that would be heavy in my rotation. Yeah, totally. Totally. But uh so the news is that Spotify actually purchased Gimlet. I think the deal was closed within the past week or so. Interesting. And, uh, I wonder what
0: that will look like.
1: Yeah. Uh, it really – it makes me wonder about like the or sort of – Or
0: what that will sound
1: like. <laughs> All right, dad. <laughs> dad jokes. Ding, ding, ding. But yeah, I think yeah, – yeah, it will uh, be interesting to see what effect it will have on the sort of podcasting landscape. There's a really good episode of Recode. Uh, that's with uh, Peter Kafka, and he inter he interviews uh, Alex Bloomberg, who is a one yeah. of, and uh, Matt Lieber, who were both the f- founders of Gimlet. So and are on
0: uh, Reply All.
1: A lot, yep, host, yeah, they're the host of Reply, all, host yeah. reply <laughs> all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that they um they talk a lot. They talk frankly about uh, the. I, I think the deal had you know they maybe they had just signed or something mm. the deal like that like. Mm-hmm. early a.m. The, before the interview, something like that. And so it was a good, insightful interview about their process and their thinking there. But uh, um, I think it still does leave some questions about what's going on in the podcasting landscape and particularly like how media companies are now sort of figuring out that, hey, this is a thing. And yeah. uh, let's figure out how to monetize and glom on. Yeah. And, you know. It's like,
0: oh, it's been a thing for years, but Wait. We can make money off of exactly, it yeah. exactly. I mean, beyond people making money like with their ads for Quip, right? <laughs> which actually is going to the podcasters, mm-hmm, but
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, which
0: big uh, Spotify.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, big toothbrush is really big getting <laughs> cornering the market. On. <laughs> Man, don't forget big mattress and big socks, I guess. <laughs> uh, okay, yes, all right, think, uh, um. Yeah.
0: So you can find us on Instagram.
1: Oh, yes. and
0: uh, At vi- Castapods. That's...
1: C-A-S-T-O-P-O-D-S.
0: <laughs> we're also on Facebook, uh, Cast of Thousands.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get us by email too, yeah? That's right. At uh, castapods at gmail.com. Same spelling. I will mention, you know, as we were talking about how, you know, Podcasts get money and stuff. Not a plug for us, but there are a number of podcasts that we do mention that actually have Patreon pages. So Patreon, yeah. So as you look into some of the episodes that we talk about, or even the shows that we talk about, and they become your favorites, think about uh, throwing a few shekels their way. You know, via Patreon.
0: Yeah, or clams, galleons, or galleons, or galleons doubloons, doubloons, Yeah, yeah yes. you know, whatever your Ingots, particular uh,
1: denomination of uh, currency is. Yeah. I
0: like that you're asking people to give money. To other podcasters, it's very sweet, and well, they're doing it for free. Well, in most cases, anyway. There
1: are, there, are a number that do it for free. There are a number that, do, you know, ha- but it's a lot of things. work. It's, it's work. And, We're
0: whining, uh, right? I am whining right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a lot of work. It is, and you're rightfully so. So, I think I think it's fair that as listeners, we uh, support those things that we uh, I enjoy. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I will speaking for myself. I. Uh, uh, support a number. Uh, you know, I send money to a number of uh, podcasts and things. That if
0: I... only Sally Struthers <laughs> were there oh, holding yeah. up a microphone. Yeah. Oh, why did I just say that? Oh, um, let's end the episode on an upbeat note. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch the Oscars tomorrow. Yes. I put a Doctor's appointment on my calendar for Monday morning, Bravo, Dr. Oscar, Oh, so that I can come in late.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's how you do it. That's right. There it is. Hope
0: you're not listening to this, Supervisor, (laughs) though I do like her very much. She rules.
1: Yes, she rocks. All righty. Well, thanks for listening. Yes. And uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks.
0: We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Whether you like it or not.
1: And uh, you listen on what again?
0: Oh, I listen on Overcast.
1: And I listen on Pocket Casts. So enjoy. Take care.
0: Bye.